Why do we expect Travis Etienne and Damian Pierce to have big games in week two? It's time to break it down right here and right now as we look at our running back and quarterback rankings. Only a Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst at NFL.com. Welcome into the show, everyone. We are Locked On Fantasy Football, your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. We're part of Locked On Network. Your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. Today is Wednesday. That means we're going to look at our running back and quarterback rankings, see where Michelle and I have a few differences. Uh, maybe we agree on some players uh, being high this week at those positions. So we'll dive into it here quickly. A lot to get to before we do that. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, uh, providing you with a personal supply of antibiotics and that can treat almost uh, 60 infections there get yours today at jacemedical.com that's j-a-s-e medical.com all right michelle we uh, have some uh, juicy stuff right away at the running back rankings there's a couple players from the afc south we really like this week and then uh, there's a uh, one guy that uh, we're still a little bit different on here yeah, so towards the top, you know, of course, you're throwing in your CMCs, your Henry, your Chubbs, your Eckler, Bijan Robinson, like playing them every week, right? But then I thought it was interesting that I had Travis Etienne at eight, and you also have Travis Etienne sitting there at eight. He was a running back that was getting a lot of, you know, people were getting down on him this offseason because of the great tank Bigsby. He was supposed to take over everything. But then Travis Etienne played 77, or no, actually 80% of the offensive snaps. Only CMC and James Conner played more snaps for their team than Travis Etienne. And he had a really good game. Now, Bigsby did steal one touchdown from him, but he did nothing else the rest of the day. He has a nice matchup against the Chiefs. Are we all in on Travis Etienne in this backfield uh, moving forward? Well, I do like his role for sure. I mean, what I like about the Jaguars offense in general, a lot of people are going to get there. Some people are going to be left out of the mix. Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk didn't get as much, but Zay Jones and certainly Calvin Ridley and Etienne and a little bit of Tank Bigsby at the goal line got some love there. So I think this Jaguars offense just has so much upside yardage available in the passing game, running game, that Etienne is an easily weekly play. I just think in this particular matchup, it's really good. The Chiefs struggle. They've traditionally struggled with the pass-catching backs, and also, just uh, I think Chris Jones is back, but I think that more helps their pass rush than it does their run defense. So, Etienne should be in line for some really good volume. And what I like about Etienne, game script doesn't matter. He's going to be involved no matter what. Yeah, I love to see the five targets from him. Five targets, five receptions. Yeah. Love to see that. Another guy who got a ton of targets, but did absolutely nothing on the ground. The target saved his day was Ramondre Stevenson, the Patriots running back. You're still believing in him. I mean, he had a fine fantasy day. Don't get me wrong. But he, you have him as a running back 11. 
I have him a little bit ro- lower at running back 19. I still think he, you're, he's a solid RB2 to throw in there in full PPR leagues or even half PPR. Um, but he was pretty bad on the ground. 12 carries, 25 yards, 2.1 yards for Gary. He did play a lot of snaps, so he did outsnap uh, Ezekiel Elliott by a good chunk. He gets a nice matchup this week against the Dolphins. Uh, is he one of your, like you're saying, he's a must play this week, right? Yeah, I mean, encouraged by one thing. He looked really good in the passing game, and that's important. I thought Stevenson might see a lesser role there where Elliott might be the better pass protector and might be out in those situations, but he wasn't. Stevenson was the catch-up back. And the Patriots could be behind a lot of games, but this is a game that should go back and forth. We talked about the Dolphins and how many plays they run. Well, we also know they gave up more than 200 yards rushing to Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly last week. So it's a great opportunity. Maybe Elliott, if you're in a deeper league, look at him as a flex play this week. I think Patriots were going to try to exploit that, slow down the game a little bit. But Stevenson still looked explosive, so I'm not worried about him at this very moment. The matchup was tough, and I was happy if I was in PPR to get those numbers out of him. I think that was still very good that it was a tough matchup. He wasn't doing anything on the ground, and he still gave you some points here. So this is not a tough matchup. The Dolphins, much better in the pass rush than in run defense. So I love Stevenson this week as an RB1, actually. Yeah, I I do think maybe I have him a little bit low. It's just... I don't know. I, I don't think he's impressing me much, but he does get those targets. Ezekiel it did get seven targets, but Stevenson yeah. was clearly the better receiving back. We both are saying J- Josh Jacobs will be completely fine. Have a bounce back week. I have him at nine. You have him at 10. And then Kenneth Walker, he yeah. got way Definitely. more of the workload <laughs> than either of us expected. And we both have him ranked pretty high this week. I have him at RB 10. You have him at RB 12. He, he uh, goes against the Lions this week so not a scary matchup for running backs is he is Zach Charbonnet not going to be a thing is this Kenneth Walker's backfield for the near future at least yeah I think so we'll just look at it for now I mean you have to play him based on the volume and this could be a high scoring game we know last year this was crazy it was uh, I think 45 42 was the final the year before actually the same year in early 22 they scored 50 points on the Lions I think Lions defense is much improved from those last two meetings but there should be a lot of points in this game there's a high total Walker what did he do he scored a lot of touchdowns that was his value so I think there's going to be an opportunity for him to score and I, I like his chances of scoring this one so I think he can put together 80 yards on the score and you're looking good here with Kenneth Walker yeah, I mean, and he also got five targets, which was not really his game. Uh, so that was good to see, too. Pretty crazy that Charbonnet only saw three carries, especially in a matchup that we we didn't know if Kenneth Walker was fully healthy. You thought they were going to get Zach Charbonnet more involved. They did not. So uh, Kenneth Walker is a guy that you can feel more confident plugging in now that you see his usage. And then Damian Pierce, we're both saying he'll have a bounce back week, right? I was very low on Damian Pierce in week one. It was a garbage matchup. It is stunk for the Texans all around that they had to go into Baltimore and play them in week one. But now they get the Colts this week. This game should be much more fair. Like, I, I think both teams are kind of equal here with the talent level. It should be a closer yeah. game. I expect them to run more. He only got 11 carries last week. Pierce did two receptions. I, I just think his usage is going to be way higher, and he's a really good player. So I, I think he's a good start this week. I'm at RB12. You have him at RB16. Yeah, I like him. I'm just a little bit worried about the upside of the Texans offense in general, but it is a Colts. It is at home. It's a toss-up game. The game script should be rather even here for both sides. So they're not going to be game planned out of this. And CJ Stroud, I think, played pretty well last week. He didn't have a turnover. 
And I think that's uh, good because this Colts defense not what the Ravens defense is up front. So there should be some opportunity to run. We saw what Etienne and Bigsby did to it. So I do feel really confident Damian Pierce will get 20 touches and be very productive this week. Yeah. And then we also uh, have Jameer Gibbs, both uh, as a very playable, like we're not saying to start uh, sit him this week just because of his usage on Thursday night, the kickoff game. So I'm RB 13. You have him RB 14. You got to just be patient with Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. Keep throwing him in there. He's going to get more snaps. He's going to get more usage. And he looked good. Like that was a key point, right? Every time he touched the ball, he looked really good. Yeah. David Montgomery still a good play, but you can play both Gibbs and Montgomery. They should both be in your lineups. Yeah, I'm playing this backfield duo going forward as much as possible. I mean, Lions have a great offensive line up front, especially in run blocking. They're at home. They should be in comfortable position here. They're around touchdown favorites. I think it was six points here. So they should be playing from ahead. That's going to help these backs stay on the field. And it won't be as uh, tough sledding as we saw in the opener. And I think it's kind of the counterpart to Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier that you can go with both of these guys and feel good about them. If you drafted both of them because you wanted the Lions backfield, you got yourself a flex play and an RB2 at least every week. I think that's your floor with those two guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we have a lot of uh, more running backs we'll get into here in our second segment. Uh, and uh, a guy, Rashad White, we'll get into that in a second segment. <laughs> I, I have to talk to you about him because I don't understand how you are uh, still trusting him after week one. Yeah, we'll get into him definitely in our next segment. But we do have something exciting to tell you that our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with here, us on Locked on Fantasy Football to come up with our guaranteed fits fantasy plays of the week and we're going to give you the picks all season long now Uh, we're past draft mode prepping there now we're scouting the waiver wire looking for the best plays in our lineup and we're going to provide you that are guaranteed to fit on your roster and in your lineup this week so let's dive right into ebay's guaranteed fit fantasy pick of the week if you're looking for a sweet matchup to exploit for a big game at wide receiver in week two Turn to the Chargers, Mike Williams. Williams was quiet and banged up in the run-heavy opener against Miami in week one, but he draws a beautiful spot against the Titans secondary, which struggled to handle any of the Saints receivers downfield, including Chris Olave and Rashid Shaheed. Look for Justin Herbert to hit on at least one big scoring play to Williams. Here on Locked on Fantasy Football, we're going to help you win your fantasy football championship. eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit for your roster and lineup. Same with your vehicle. With more than 123 million parts for your ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, all the stuff that you're looking for, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's a guaranteed fit to fit your ride the first time, every time, or it's your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash so check it out uh, check it out at ebay guaranteed fit there it is available there for you keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash there at ebay motors that's ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions do apply all right michelle uh, we will dive in here now to our rest of our running back rankings and we'll start with James Connor on the list. Uh, do you like him this week against the Giants? They allowed two touchdowns to Tony Pollard in week 1. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, James Conner was the only running back on the Cardinals, right? He's pretty like he's the only guy there that can do anything in this offense. He played 83% of snaps in week one. Only Christian McCaffrey had a higher percent. The only other Cardinals running back that had even a carry was Keontae Ingram. Five carries for negative four yards. So this is James Conner's team. Uh, and I, I, I think against the Giants, he's going to be completely fine like that defense doesn't scare me he had five receptions it did only turn into eight receiving yards but I think he's going to be heavily used as a rusher as a, a pass catcher and get all the goal line work if there is any I mean the Cardinals don't get down to the goal line a whole lot but James Conner is one of those guys it's just the volume is there and he's productive enough with that volume that you need to plug him in every week as long I feel as there's a lot of these backs that are maybe not spectacular but they get a lot of volume and that's why they're playable, and that's why you looked at them as an RB2 value, right? So I think to now Najee Harris, I think I would qualify him as an RB2. That was a horrendous performance. It was not very good for the entire Steelers offense, sorry, Michelle, against the Browns. Or actually, they played the 49ers. They get the Browns this week. I'm looking too far ahead here. I'm not maybe enthused, but I think I'm a little bit encouraged where Harris should be better. The Browns are pretty vulnerable against the run. At least you take away that the Bengals were terrible against the Browns, but at least Joe Mixon had a decent game. So I guess you have to hang your hat on that because, again, Steelers' offense uh, sputtered and uh, no Deontay Johnson. Yeah, and it really wasn't anything Najee Harris's fault. He had six carries. Six carries yeah. for 31 yards. So it's not even yeah. – like he had a, a long run in there. It, it wasn't even that Najee Harris looked bad. The team ran 10 times. The Steelers ran 10 times <laughs> in the whole game. And like, I – I'm a Steelers fan, so this infuriates me. They were the only team to rush for fewer than 17 times, and it was Minnesota the next closest, the fewest, was 17. It's just like they can't keep doing that and expecting to win or put up any points. I will say Najee Harris has historically just, like been amazing against the Browns. Yeah, He's like. played four games against them, 104 rushing yards per game. 4.5 yards per carry and four rushing touchdowns. He scored a touchdown in each of the games. Um, so like against the Browns, he's been great. Maybe not against other teams. So I think this week you got to just plug him back in and hope Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator for the Steelers, can get his head out of his butt. I don't know. I really don't <laughs> like that guy. <laughs> well, I, he'll try to do that. I mean, he might be stuck there for a while. But when you look at <laughs> Najee Harris again, you just have to go week to week. This game looks pretty tight. It is at, back at home. The 49ers blew them out. That's not going to happen with the Browns. They're going to keep the game close, and that's going to mean – more significant touches for Najee Harris. Now, speaking of touchdown scores, Jamal Williams was a scoring machine with Detroit last year in New Orleans. Oh, no. Alvin Kamara was out. Here comes Jamal Williams. He really did not look good until the end of the game, at least, when he was trying to run out the clock against the Titans. So he looked good there. But the Panthers, we know, got destroyed on the ground by the Falcons, combination of Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier. So I think they're going to go back to the Jamal Williams well in general. Even though the Saints didn't score a lot of points, it was slow starting. That Once they got it going, they started to look pretty good. So I think this offense is going to be in good position to score. The Panthers' defense a little bit banged up in this one as well. So I think the Saints will be playing in a better position this week. So I like Jamal Williams to bounce back here with a good volume. I think he'll carry over what he did at the end of the game. He did have really good volume, 18 carries. He just terrible yeah. production, 45 yards on those 18 it's carries. You're, yeah, it was a tough matchup. The Titans were a really good run defense last year, so maybe they just carried that over this year and they're going to be a really tough run defense again this year. Um, that's definitely possible. His carry, his volume does make him a playable guy this week. I have him down at RB3 
33. You trust him a lot more at RB19. I still think he's an okay flex play. Like, I think he's playable. Like you said, the matchup against the Panthers should be much better than it was against the Titans. My worry is, like, he got everything because Kendra Miller was out and Alvin Kamara is out. Now, Kamara will still be out. Maybe Kendra Miller comes back, though, and they try to give him some work, see if he can be more efficient. Uh, I don't know. He he's an okay play. It's basically going to be touchdown or bust for him. If he gets a touchdown, it'll, it'll make it worth it. Yeah, I'm more week to week on him based on the matchups, and I'm not sure I'm going to be high on him once Alvin Kamara comes back. I'm just looking for some value here. I didn't like him at all last week, so I think again that's why week to week it just depends on the matchup. If the power running is available here, I think it, there's going to be an opportunity for him. If not, uh, stay away from him now. Rashad White, I like the volume. We didn't do a lot with it last week. We know the Vikings actually showed up against the run better than we expected here. But Rashad White's still getting a lot of volume. And they're playing the Bears. And Rashad White, very comparable type of runner to Aaron Jones. He has that kind of ability here. No, he's not. No, he's not. Aaron Jones is a really, really good running back. Let's let's add in the passing game. Because he's he's also super inefficient in the passing game. He just... He could just catch a ball, but he can't do anything afterwards. Well, yes, but I'm saying this is the Bears matchup. Also, this is that's playing into it as well. That Aaron Jones, that role as a dual threat guy that they were using, I think the Bucks are smart enough to realize that. And really, they don't have a lot of pass catchers. Where else are they going to go? It's Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, a little bit of Cade Otten, a little bit of Trey Palmer. There's not a lot there, and I think this team is going to play from ahead. They're playing the Bears. They should be in the lead. Rashad White should get actually significant touches. I think the Bears' defense looked atrocious. Like, they invested in linebacker. I I could not tell. Like, I don't know if uh, TJ Edwards and Terrell Edmonds were on the field. I could not tell. It was just really bad. So, it was just really just not very good linebacker play. So, that's great for Rashad White. He's shifty. He's quick. He's more talented than you think. No, and we saw Alexander not. Madison in the same game. The only thing that separated both of them in that game was Madison had a little touchdown pop into his hands from Kirk Cousins. Otherwise, Rashad White and I think what separated in that game is that <laughs> the Vikings ran 17 total times while Rashad White got 17 carries. Also, Madison was going up against Vita Vea, which is a much more scarier defensive tackle yeah. than Rashad White had to deal with. Rashad White has been bad. Like, he was really bad in his rookie season. He comes out and he was atrocious in this game. Sean Tucker's coming for his job. That's all I have to say. I don't think his, this workload's going to hold up because I think Sean Tucker's going to keep getting more and more snaps well, and, uh, and take his this job. This is an opportunity. He has to come through here or then you're going to be really down on him. I mean, it doesn't get any better than this against yeah. the Bears at home in, in a positive game script. So I do have him as here. RB29. I have him as RB29, so I'm saying he's a, a flex play. You can still plug him in because of the volume, because of the matchup. I'm just done with yeah, Rashad White and him being talented. Like I think you know. I'm hoping because he should be more productive, right? The situation says he should be more productive, but I think really the Bucks are really hurting in the middle with uh, Ryan Jensen gone. I just don't think they're the same kind of run-blocking unit, so that kind of hurts them as well. So I don't know, maybe Rashad White has to be in a game where they're trailing big. Last week was not the script that they were looking for playing from kind of even with the Vikings for most of the game. So we'll see how it plays out. He's going to be a polarizing lightning rod for sure. Maybe on the show uh, all season long. Now, Tyler Algier is not going to be polarizing. Let's uh, be harmonious and come back here. <laughs> I have uh, Tyler Algier on one of my teams. I didn't play him with Bijan. This week, I'm going to change that. I'm going to put him in there and uh, going to swap up Khalil Herbert, put 
Tyler Algier there. First of all, is this a good decision? And I think you know, the Packers' run defense still pretty bad. They're very good pass defense, but very bad against the run. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Algiers' matchup more than Khalil Herbert's. And also, I I think he's going to get probably still more touches because the Bears wanted to – It the first half, it was all Herbert and Deonta Foreman, right? Like, Roshan yeah. Johnson didn't even come in. He didn't even get a touch until the second half when they were down by a ton. But still, Foreman got way too many snaps. He looked terrible. Herbert looked like the much better player, but they want to get Foreman involved. So I am definitely down to play Tyler Algier over Herbert. I have Algier ranked as running back 23. Herbert ranked as running back 26. Uh, So I think Herbert is a top 24 running back this week. You plug him in. Nice matchup against the Packers run defense. I don't think they're going to even try to throw in this game. It's going to be run, 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 uh, like they are going to always try to do. So Bijan and Tyler Algier should both be really good plays this week. Yeah, for sure. And uh, again, I'm going to keep doing that. Same thing with uh, Montgomery and Gibbs. As long as you have both of those guys, take advantage of that. And Look, that's good drafting. You've got a handcuff that's going to turn out to be a flex play as well. So that's a double bonus. So one guy that uh, I do not have on my list this week, Michelle, and I just think the Colts running game didn't show me a lot. I looked at that game a little bit more. Their offensive line is not very good at this stage. And I don't like their chances here with Zach Moss. I just don't – I'm just not into the Colts running game. Like, I don't think I need to dig that deep unless I'm in, like, a 16-team league. If I have to go to Zach Moss, okay, maybe I'll go that. But I'd rather play even some backs and brutal matchups over this situation. I I just don't want to trust in the Colts backfield without Jonathan Taylor. I actually have – if Moss is, you know, playing, we have to still see if he comes back (laughs) from that forearm injury. Uh, But he's he's my RB24 this week. The Ravens scored three rushing touchdowns against Houston – like teams can still run against Houston. They've they struggled to pass against them last year as well. So that's not surprising. The Ravens struggled in that area. But Deion Jackson played 72% of the snaps. Absolutely was terrible. Evan Hall is now on IR. So it's really just Zach Moss's opportunity here. I think he's going to get a lot of snaps, a lot of touches, and we'll see what comes of it. But he can't be any worse than Rashad White was, right? Yeah, he could be. He could be like Cam Akers this week. I would not be surprised. I mean, that was a very Deion Jackson, Cam Akers type line. I could I could see that. I I think the Texans defense, I know they struggled a bit against the Ravens, but they actually held them in check. It really was uh, more their pass defense allowed like some things to happen in the zone underneath, and that's why Zay Flowers had such a good game in the slot. But I think Texans defense is going to get better with every week with D'Amico Ryans, Will Anderson Jr. So I don't see this as being a game – that I want to invest a lot in in general because I don't see a lot of scoring in this one. I think it's going to be kind of grinding. And I think I like the Texans to win. So that's the other thing where I like Damian Pierce and some of the things around CJ Stroud a little bit in this game. So I do like them to win. And maybe that's why I'm off Zach Moss this week. Uh, We'll then wrap up with our quarterbacks then, Michelle. Yeah. And we'll be talking about the Colts quarterback that you are – you do not have confidence in, I, I do. So we'll get into Anthony Richardson here in our last segment and get into our quarterback rankings. But first, I want to talk about a really great company doing amazing things, Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. 
Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. Plus, you get an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. Again, that's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Do you want to play some daily fantasy football? Try out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a skilled-based a uh, real money daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they go more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. At prize picks, you aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available instead of battling thousands of players, including pros and sharks. Prize picks adds a ton of excitement to the sports viewing experience. Players can choose from a vast selection of sports and stat types not offered anywhere else. They can even pick in-game projections after a game has started, which includes halves, quarters, periods, and more. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100 daily fantasy sports made easy all right let's hop into our quarterback rankings here to close out the show right at the top we have our normal suspects it's josh allen and jalen hurts patrick mahomes justin herbert uh so yeah we're saying josh allen will be just fine don't worry about his week one jets performance he's gonna be just fine and amazing for fantasy we are both all in on Trevor Lawrence this week. I, we both have him as quarterback five. We really like him going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and then where we start to maybe get a little bit different from consensus, we're really high in Jared Goff, which I think maybe a lot of people will be this week. But I have him at quarterback seven. You have him at quarterback nine. He gets the Seahawks this week at home. Why are you loving on Jared Goff this week like me? Well, Matthew Stafford really showed uh, that the Seahawks pass defense is not very good in a lot of places. And he didn't have any touchdowns, but he had more than 330 yards passing. And we know what happened with Jared Goff last year. It was a very good quarterback at home, but it was very encouraging. He was good on the road. I know he only had one touchdown pass in the game against uh, the Chiefs, but he looked sharp. The offensive line was good. He was well protected. just didn't get that extra touchdown that we were looking for to really make it a very nice game for him. So I think he gets at least two scores this week. I think maybe you'll see Sam Laporta enter the end Ooh. zone for the first time. So we'll watch that. But uh, definitely Emmanuel Ross St. Brown and the weapons here, I just like how they can work the Seahawks inside a little bit. That's what they did with Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell and a lot of the Rams. So, so the scheming is going to be there. You, you always have that available in the zone. So that's the kind of uh, thing that Jared Goff likes to throw into. So – I think he's going to have a field day with his uh, targets, high-scoring game, and the Lions put up some big numbers. Yeah, I mean, at home last year, the the road home splits were no joke. Twenty-three of his passing, twenty-three of his twenty-nine passing touchdowns last year came at home. He was one of six quarterbacks to average over twenty fantasy points per game at home. It was Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow, Fields, and Jared Goff. So when he's at home, 
you play him, especially in this nice of a matchup. A, a guy that you are down on quite a bit compared to what he's done for fantasy. Uh, you have Justin Fields at quarterback 13. I am still high at quarterback six. It was a really bad week one, right? He had a terrible game. Just one touchdown, one fumble lost, one interception. He was still the quarterback 16 on the week after all of that. Like, it was a garbage week. And it's because of his nine carries, 59 yards, which isn't even a lot for him. That's also a bad week for him. So I, I think it's an easier game against the Buccaneers than it was against the division rival Packers. I, I'm still confident that Justin Fields is a good fantasy quarterback. I don't know about NFL quarterback, but for fantasy, he's still going to be a guy that you want to plug in every week. Well, if he was QB 16, then I've upgraded him to QB 13 this week, Michelle. <laughs> That's all I can say, that I have him three spots higher than you finished last week. So uh, I'm expecting a slightly better game. But look at some of the guys that I have ahead of him. I think that you have to think about as well. Like we had Jared Goff. I moved him up. And uh, those elite guys, uh, Hertz, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Lawrence, Burrow, Jackson, Tua. You have Geno Smith ahead of Justin. Yeah, Taylor. but because Geno Smith, uh, I think this matchup was good to Geno last year, and they have enough to exploit. And again, it'll be a high scoring game, a lot of back and forth here where I don't see Justin Fields and the Bears doing a lot. The Buccaneers' defense is sneaky good. They went into Minnesota. And one guy I'm going to keep an eye on is Anthony Nelson. He is a pass rusher for them, really coming on strong up front. Here, this Bears offensive line can't protect. I think the secondary is not bad. And don't forget, they have very good linebackers and Devin White and Levante David to maybe slow him down, spy him in the middle of the field. Maybe he can't get as open to run here. So I just was not encouraged by the play of Justin Fields. Like, he's getting too run dependent for me. If you take that away from him, I don't know what you're getting here. So I'm not down to the fact that you're maybe benching him I mean, you have to have one of these other options that we're looking at here ahead of him, but I don't I don't want to say I would bench him. I still think he has a pretty decent floor, but I would start to worry a little bit that you're not going to get the return on investment that you made if you took him ahead of, say, Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence. You're not going to like that investment, I don't think, down the line. I think he'll be just fine for fantasy. So I'm going to still throw him in. Uh, another guy you're not trusting that I am, Anthony Richard. Well, I'm not trusting him a ton. I have him quarterback 10, but still I'm saying he's definitely a playable guy this week. You have him at quarterback 19. It's Anthony Richardson. Very first week ever playing in the NFL. He was the quarterback four on the week. A lot to do with his rushing. He had 10 carries, 40 yards, and one rushing touchdown on the ground. He had one passing touchdown as well with 223 passing yards through the air. Now he gets the Texans. We'll see if this this defense has improved from last year or maybe it was just week one. But, like, I, I don't know. If he's the quarterback four in his first ever game, why do you have him at quarterback 19 in week two? You just think it's going to fall off a little bit. Well, first of all, he's a little bit in, injured and banged up, and I don't know if he can run as much. I also look, again, the Texans – Will Anderson Jr., I think, is legit here, and this offensive line is not very good. So he needed that uh, long play there to really uh, cash in his day last week. So when you look at that, look, Michael Pittman Jr. will be okay in working against the zone. I mean, that's what you're going to get from this uh, 49ers style of defense. But I, I think that's also going to contain his running a little bit. Uh, again, I think I'm worried about up front and the running game. Those are two things that – I definitely was concerned about the offensive line, and I had higher hopes because of Jonathan Taylor being in there and having that traditional running game. Now it's not there. So I think it's going to be a grind to get to points here. And, again, I do like the Texans in this game, and I think it's going to be a bit low scoring. So I'm not investing uh, too much here in the Colts at all this week. So 
I think like Pittman and, and that's about it uh, where I'm going to feel good about them just because of his volume. But Richardson, again, is going to see some tricks here. I mean, we saw Lamar Jackson. He didn't really put up good numbers at all. And uh, we'll see if Richardson even gets that rushing volume against the Texans this week. Yeah, that's fair. And then one guy uh, to end the show here, Tua Tungabailola. We are both saying he's going to come back to life a little bit. I have him at quarterback 11. You have him at quarterback eight. I mean, he was the quarterback one this week, I believe. So, but he gets the Patriots in week two. He has to go to New England. The Patriots did a really good job at limiting Jalen Hurts and the Eagles' explosive offense last week. Hurts was just a quarterback 19 on the week, 12.5 points scored. I, I don't love this matchup. I think last week was the perfect high-scoring game for Tua. He's going to have a lot of other games like that throughout the year uh, where he has those high-scoring games. But I just don't think that this one against in this matchup, it's going to be all that amazing. Well, I think this game could be higher scoring than we think. And you look at Mac Jones, the way he played, I mean, I think he can put up some numbers on the Dolphins. The Dolphins do not look great defensively anywhere. They're still in a work in progress there with Vic Fangio. And I, I think what, that's what makes it exciting. I think Mac Jones potentially can exploit this Dolphins defense, which is going to lead to some volume for Tua. They're already a pass-heavy team anyway. He was so, so sharp last week, Michelle. I know this matchup with Bill Belichick is tough, but he was flinging lasers there okay. right on point all over the field. So the talent is there, and I couldn't drop him. I wanted to try to get him lower than eight, but I just couldn't. Just watching how he played last week, taking a deep dive into that game, he was so on point. And, and again, I want games where the two quarterbacks go back and forth, and that's how I kind of feel about this game, is that that's where you get the most points. That's where I like the Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. Those guys are going to go back and forth, put up points there. That's what we're looking for. We don't want these games where – it's grinding, and this guy is a good matchup, but he's going to hand off the ball in the second half. You want guys that are going to keep throwing the 30 times a game, and I think you're going to get that potentially here. So that's why I do like Tua and Mac Jones. I actually like them both this week. I have Mac Jones probably higher than a lot of people this week at number 15, right behind Brock Purdy at 14. Ooh, yeah, you are high on Mac Jones. I mean, it's a it's a great matchup for Mac Jones. We'll see if it was just a, a fluke that he put up 300 and three touchdowns. I am down Mac Jones down at quarterback 22, so I'm not ready to trust him yet. Uh, but it should be a fun matchup, and we'll actually if Tua can come out and beat up on the Patriots defense with Bill Belichick, like you know, really focusing in on Tyreek Hill then that's going to be very eye-opening and you know that you have a, a guy that you can trust every week to give you great production. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be work in progress, really. The quarterback rankings are all over the place right now. It was a disappointing week one for quarterbacks. The bottom line, we just want a better week two for all these guys. We want to come through for us in one QB league, Superflex. We want just better QB play overall in this league and not just a few guys. So hopefully we'll get that as well as our running backs. Uh, thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. Every day, uh, we, you know what this means. We went through the running backs and quarterbacks. We'll look at wide receivers, tight ends tomorrow there for you. So break that down and give you the plays there that you should consider. Maybe guys you don't want to play, the better matchup. So all that good stuff here for you on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Your destination become the smartest fantasy football player in the league. Part of Lockdown Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.